According to all the known laws of cinema, there is no way the B-movie should have been made. It's weird, inappropriate for its target audience, and scientifically bankrupt. The B-movie, of course, was made anyway, because Jerry Seinfeld doesn't care what humans think is possible. Hello, and welcome to Totally Buggin', the podcast about all things creepy crawly. We are your host organisms, Cammy and Faith. Faith, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you like jazz? <laughs> yes. All right. If you couldn't tell from our, our little intro, we are going to be talking about the cinematic classic, the B-movie today, and telling you what they got right and wrong about some entomology facts that are sprinkled throughout the film. Absolutely. But before we start, we also have one little announcement. We upgraded our microphone! Yay. So hopefully our audio quality will be a lot better from this episode forward. Yes, we went to Best Buy. And, and we got a great deal. We did get a great deal. We price matched. Always price matched. It was my mother's idea. And, you know, I guess in this instant, mother knows best. Mother does know best. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mrs. Murray. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thanks, mommy. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to basically just give you... We're going to go through the movie chronologically, Mm -hmm. so we'll tell you the different plot points as we go through in case you haven't seen the movie in a while, or if you haven't seen it at all, you can still kind of hear us tell you the story, and then as they come up, we are going to do our little fact checks. Mm -hmm. So we rewatched the B-movie, and we took notes. We did. But before we do that, Mm -hmm. let's just talk general thoughts. Okay. All right, so Faith, what did you think of the B-movie upon rewatch? Upon rewatching it, I haven't watched this movie in a very long time, but I could... It's way funnier than I remember. I agree. But it's not necessarily funny for children. No. (laughs) I did not get any of these jokes when I was a kid. No, and they're so funny uh, revisiting it as like an... Well, yeah, we're adults now. Mm-hmm. Legally, we're adults. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it's so funny going back and being able to get all the jokes and, like, why that's funny. But then at the same time, I'm like, why is this a kid's movie? Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like it could very ob- – it's very obviously, like, the type of humor is for, like, oh, okay, like, this is a Jerry Seinfeld thing. If yeah. you If you watched Seinfeld, you'd probably think it was funny. It's that kind of humor. Mm-hmm. Like – Kids don't think Seinfeld is funny. That's why I thought, it, like, my dad always yeah. has liked Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid and he would have it on, I'd be like, ugh, can we, I'd Please rather you, watch something else. I'd rather <laughs> you put on sports. Like, this is so boring. But, like, then when I was, like, in high school and he would put it on, I'd be like, oh, this is, this is actually kind of funny. Like, oh, I get it now. Like, they are not, they're not good people and that's the joke. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I feel like this is one of those rare kids movies that they on purpose make um, enjoyable for the adults, not necessarily the kid. I don't think this was made with kids in mind. No, like, honestly, not really. I, I wonder. Okay, so I have kind of a, I have no way to back this up at all. Okay. But I wonder if somewhere out there, there was like a script for like a PG-13 or R-rated B-movie. And they edited it down, or, like, through script revisions, it became a kid's movie because that would be more marketable. Yeah. But, like, the story doesn't make sense as something that would be appealing to kids. The humor isn't... It's not really, like... It's not funny for kids. No, it's not kid-friendly humor, really. Like kids- Not even that it's, like, that inappropriate, no. even though some of the jokes we were like, oh, my God, did they really, <laughs> did they really say that? Yeah. Um, it's just not, like... I feel like it did not know its target audience. I don't, and that's part of why it's like it's so funny. Well, that's why it became so memed. True. That's why. True. Yeah, like if you are part of the older set and you watched the B movie with your kids when it came out, mm-hmm. you might not be aware that the B movie has gained sort of a cult classic status among like Gen Z. I was gonna say Gen Z, maybe younger millennials, but not really. Yeah, like it's. There's so many different lines that were memed over and over and over that everybody knows, even if they haven't seen the B movie. Which there, is- there was a there was a time like mm-hmm. I believe like when we would have been in eighth grade, 
where yeah. there was like a really popular like prank would be to copy and paste the entire script of the B movie into yes. like a group chat or something yes. and like spam people's phones with it. I remember okay, I remember that and also like the fir- like the opening paragraph that we did like a yes, spoof. Yes, it was on. A, it was a copy pasta. If you yeah, it, for- if you don't know a copy pasta is just kind of like a meme text that you that people um will copy and paste into like unrelated like YouTube comments as like a prank basically. Another, and another one is like the uh, the fitness gram pacer test. Is yes, that- that's another copy pasta. Yeah. Um, the one about like having to have like a very high IQ to understand Rick and Morty was a copy pasta. Oh my pasta gosh! I wait around it was. that era. Yeah, I thought it was just a meme to be like, oh, she the, the humor of Rick and Morty is very. Like you need no, a high was, IQ. Yeah, that was a copy pasta. Like I people, didn't know that. yeah, people would like spam that into YouTube comments and stuff. That's funny. as like a prank. Oh, and also I'm gonna go on a bit of a cinema tangent. Uh, what you said about like there being a R-rated or PG-13 script. Again, this is me making that, like, I have no idea if that's true or not. No. I'm absolutely making that up as, like, an explanation for the weird tone of this movie. But have you seen uh, Mrs. Doubtfire with... Yes, oh I have. Oh, my goodness. Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. There are... Rest actu- in peace. Rest in peace. There were actually takes of that movie that have, like... That hit all the rating scales mm-hmm. because he would just ad-lib, ad-lib really funny stuff into the script. But it's because it's a kid's movie. They have to take it out. So there were... The P- cut that was released was PG-13. Okay, then it's a rated R version of Mrs. Doubtfire because Robin Williams would just be funny and curse and make inappropriate things for a PG-13 movie. There's one scene where he gets close in... yeah. That I remember, I was I remember watching it. And I was like, mm-hmm. just like, uh, this is a little uncomfortable. We're riding, we're riding that line of uncomfortableness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I completely unfounded theory. Mm-hmm. I think there must have been an early script that was not intended for kids. I think that's okay. I used to be really into conspiracy theories. Yeah, new conspiracy theory. So, I, I truly. I, I can't think of how else like this it, movie though. would have ended up the way that it is. No, honestly, because it's unless it was just like a pack. Like, I know it was a passion project for Jerry Seinfeld, but then they like he must have just made the whole thing. And then the producers were like, OK, well, we have to make this marketable somehow. Let's spin it as a kid's movie kind of thing. Well, even like the title is a joke that kids aren't going to get. I don't even get the joke. The B movie. Do you know what a B-movie is? No. Have you ever heard of, like, a B-horror flick? Oh, okay. Like, B like, the letter? Yeah, like, bad... Like, a bad horror movie. Kind of. Kind of. Like, yeah, there was... There's, like, this era of cinema, basically, that were, like, called B-movies. They were, like, low-budget, more, like, independent, and generally, like, horror science fiction. Oh, so, okay. If you have seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show, I love Rocky Horror okay. Picture Show. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is, is a, a par- B movie. No, it's a parody of B movies. Oh, so okay. in the opening song, the um, double feature, yeah, late night double feature, uh, science fiction double feature, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that one, they list a bunch of B movies, like The Day the Earth Stood Still and stuff like that. I never got that. Yeah. So even the title of the B movie is a, is is a joke. Is a joke that like kids aren't gonna get. Like I didn't get it until like very very recently. I was like, oh, it's like a play on words that well, like kids absolutely would not get. They would not know that term. No, and I don't think even like younger adults would get that because mm-hmm. like what what you're saying like a B movie is wasn't that more of like an maybe a seventies to eighties thing. Try, like, black and white movies. Oh, wow. Okay. So even... So that's a joke for, like, even older people that may not even see the B-movie kind mm-hmm. of thing. Because, like, what? It came out in early 2000s? So mm-hmm. the so the parents, if you go back 20, 30 years, were maybe teenagers in the 70s and 80s? 
Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. This is off the top of my head. Yeah, it's just, I, I'm curious about how this movie got made and what the process was of the various iterations of the script. If there is, like, a... Different iteration, A version, like, an early draft that was intended for a more mature audience. We liked this movie. Yes. We thought it was really funny, and we grew up with it. Like, I remember, I remember the McDonald's toys when this movie came out, like, the promotional McDonald's Happy Meals toys... I, okay, I know what a promotional, like, the promotional toys are. Um, I just don't remember the B-movie ones specifically. But yeah, I, do remember I, I, I remember getting the Mosquito. Okay, I love the Mosquito. He's really funny. Like I have a bone to pick with him, <gasps> but we'll get to that. But he says three things, and they're all funny. Yes, but the fact that he's a he is a big issue. Um, but that's a good okay. segue. Good segue. Into our fact check of the B-movie, since we've already rattled on for 10 minutes about our theories about how this movie even got made. It's been 10 minutes. 11 minutes, 46. You guys are in for a long episode today. Mm-hmm. Probably, <laughs> probably slightly less by the time that this has been edited and released. Hopefully. Okay. Okay. All right. So, in the B-movie, we start with a, a screen where there's a narrator who's reading... You know, the famous opening monologue about how, according to all known laws of aviation, bees shouldn't be able to fly because yeah. their their bodies are too fat. I don't know where that came from. That is totally made up. If yeah. bees flying defied the laws of physics, they wouldn't be able to fly. It's a yeah. law of physics for a reason. Well, and I feel like there are other, like, you could think of other examples of flying insects that this could apply to. Like, oh, they shouldn't be able to fly because, like... Their wings aren't aerodynamic or, like, their bodies are too fat or whatever. But, like, they fly anyway. You know what I mean? I just can't think of any off the top of my head. So I don't know why they try and single out bees individually here. Yeah, I, like, I just, I genuinely don't know where that came from. Like, it doesn't make any sense. The writer's room. They just thought it was funny. Yeah, but... (laughs) You want to Is marry? that, like, a myth, like, an urban legend that, like, oh, bees shouldn't be able to fly, but they actually can? I don't know. If anything, I feel like that would become an urban myth after this movie, though. Not it necessarily is. before. And, like, I've had people ask me about that. I'm like, that's that's not true. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of the um, the bit from uh, Marie Antoinette, the Sofia Coppola movie, mm-hmm. where they have, like, the let them eat cake thing, and she says, that's such nonsense. I would never say that. <laughs> Already we've got some inaccuracies. Okay, so at the beginning of the movie, we meet our main character, Barry, Barry B. Benson, mm-hmm. who is voiced by Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And we start out, and he is graduating B school, and he had a perfect report card, all Bs. Ha, 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 ha. Lots of, lots of those corny jokes. Those are, those are kid jokes. Oh, can I also mention that um, this, like... He graduates from B-school thing and doesn't know what he's doing. This is taken from a movie called The Graduate, which is a weird 70s movie that I had to watch for a film class. Wait, the opening is like a, it's a reference to The Graduate? I think like just this, these few, like this kind of story beat that he's having. And there is the one scene where he's in the pool and he that like scene floats. Is, yeah. That's from The Graduate. That's like... That's shot for so shot. Weird. It is. It's very weird. Because The Graduate is not a kid's movie either. No. Although, you know what? It's a DreamWorks movie, and, like, they did the same thing in Madagascar where they had an American Beauty reference. Really? Yeah. Um, when he's, like, daydreaming about the stakes, and they have, like, the stakes oh, wait, yeah, coming down, right, like, the right. rose petals. Yeah, but, like, that's that's not even a joke for people who would be, like, who would be of the right age to be parents of kids when this movie comes out. Like, it's I don't a think. very strange choice. And it's a very, it's not a very well-known movie. Like, again, it's more of a cult classic kind of thing. Like, you're showing your age. I am? It's not a cult classic. Uh, the Graduate is considered, like, one of the best films of all time. Really? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, everyone. It's okay. I, okay, on that note, I don't know why it's the best film of all time. Don't watch The Graduate. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's... I found it weird, at least. 
Maybe I don't get it. Maybe maybe I'm not. You're not a Mrs. Robinson fan? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm not a film bro, so okay, I don't I guess get not. the graduate. Nope. All right. Anyway. All right. Okay, so Barry graduates B-School. Mm-hmm. Um, so one good thing from this scene Bees do use honey for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So not exactly the things that Barry uses them for, but the utility of honey is something that they did have in there that was good. Mm So like he uses honey as like hair gel and stuff. Um, That's not, you know. Correct. That's not correct. But the way that honey is integrated into the hive, I think is effective. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're applying that to like a, they're they're taking some artistic license there. I don't yeah. I don't have issue with that. But they got yeah they got the versatility right, which I feel like is the important thing with that. But but he sharpens his stinger. He sharpens his stinger. Male bees don't have stingers. Those pronouns aren't right. No, only female bees have stingers. Mm-hmm. I suppose like if it were any other creative team behind it, maybe I would be like, oh, like. It's a very progressive movie because all of the bees are trans, but I don't think Jerry Seinfeld would do that or like... Especially in the early 2000s. No. In a kid's movie? Mm -mm. No. Yeah, I don't think they were at that point. No. Um, Barry Benson said trans rights, I guess. I guess. We can actually... Okay, there's something else Oh, yeah. um, Totally Buggin says trans rights, by the way. Oh, I wasn't even going to say that at some point. He says not trans rights, but we can get into that later. Oh, the drag queen? Yeah, comment? the drag queen. Okay, joke. yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. Okay, another good thing though. Mm-hmm. Um, they do make a, he does make a joke about, uh, oh, I'm thinking of growing a mustache. Male bumblebees do have mustaches. And if they are adorable, <laughs> I, encur- I encourage They have a little them. male bumblebees. You can tell them from females while they're flying around mm-hmm. by looking for a little yellow, like triangular patch on their nose that looks like a mustache. It's adorable. And mm-hmm. that also means that it is safe to try and pick them up because yes. they can't sting you. And you can pet them like little doggies. Yes. Um, the fact that they can't sting you is going to be another inaccuracy later on. Yep. We will get into that. All right, you want to introduce the next plot beat? Okay. So the next thing that Barry starts to do is picking a bee job, and he's having trouble deciding what he wants to do for the rest of his life, and that kind of sparks his, I guess, curiosity in the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So an issue with this, honeybees do not pick their jobs. Um, no. They're biologically assigned. And it's also not true that they stay in their role for the rest of their lives because, you know, like they have like orientation where they're supposed to be like, oh, these are the different jobs and we're going to have to pick our jobs. Um, There's one particular role that is not, you know, it's not lifelong Mm -hmm. for bees. So among workers for the first 10 days after a worker bee has emerged from her pupa state she's a nurse bee Mm -hmm. where she has her job just taking care of the brood Mm -hmm. and then after about 10 days she ages out and starts to do other worker bee roles okay yeah so you're not a nurse bee for your entire life if you're a honeybee okay yeah so the idea that like barry is so stressed out about choosing a job because it's going to be something that he's stuck with his whole life isn't really accurate and he also wouldn't have any choice in the matter it's biologically determined so if we're assuming that you know barry is a male honeybee he would just his his role would be to eat a bunch of food and then go out and mate with a queen from another hive and then die and if he doesn't mate then he'll be kicked out during the winter say though it'll it's weird because i think at some point they mentioned that like the pollen jocks in the movie are specifically bred to be pollen jocks like the i have an issue with that the the friend says like you have to be bred for that Mm -hmm. so it's weird that they got it right i say that in air quotes um for one thing they got nothing about the pollen jocks right no but i mean like the aspect that they were born to do that role they Mm -hmm. were bred for that 
But like they got that right for the pollen jocks, but then they didn't apply that to the rest of the bees when in reality, that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, one good thing from this scene mm-hmm. that they got right, Barry does kind of remark that, you know, like they're all cousins. <laughs> and that's not not cousins, but they are all related. related. So yeah, the it's it's hard to explain honeybee relatedness um, <laughs> without, like, drawing a chart. But, a chart. A family tree. Yeah, but basically, like, the the queen is going to be everybody's mom. Yeah, so you're all somehow related. Mm-hmm. And at another point, um, the friend again says, aren't they also our cousins? And, and very distant. 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 <laughs> that got me to slap. Yeah. But we were also like, this is a little... Uh, <laughs> not a great take there, Barry. <laughs> Um, yeah, all right. Um, okay, so Barry is disillusioned with bee society. Yes. And then he sees what they call the pollen jocks. I I think that this is straight up sexist that they made this up. Yeah. The assumption right. that like the only bees that can leave the hive are the big strong men who are like they interact as if they're like football players or they're like in the military yeah. or something. Like mm-hmm. they're an ROTC male. Bees don't do crap. They don't do anything. Yeah, no. It's all women. It's, it's all, all female, female bees. bees. And, like, just the... There's no Googling being done here. Like, Google <laughs> existed back then. I checked. Um, uh, so they this could one, have been right. No, this one makes me mad because it's not just, like, they, they didn't Google it. It's that, like, it is a sexist assumption that, yeah. like, the only... The only bees that could do such an important job would, of course, be the male bees. We don't need to check that. It's definitely the males. And not the tiny, wimpy males like Barry. The big, strong male bees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to move on from this because it's it's it makes me, like, actually mad. <laughs> but the whole thing, like, also, they're just worker bees. They wouldn't be called the pollen jocks. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um also, the insinuation that they're the only ones who get to leave the hive is not true. Mm-hmm. Um, there's worker bees that leave to forage. They leave to protect the hive. And then the males, they leave, leave to, to mate. mate. Yeah. So that's also nonsense. Um, and also, like, the pollen jocks, they suck up nectar with, like, a tube. Um, and then they bring it back and just unload the tube like a vacuum. Mm-hmm. That's excuse me. That's not how that happens. They puke it up. Oh, like a yeah. They like a bird. yeah. The um, bees drink up the nectar and then they like basically puke it up. Hmm. Oh, but then when the bees go out, um, the pollen does like it sticks to the fuzz on their butts, which is accurate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I did think one thing was funny that all of the bees, like all of the female bees have a beehive haircut <laughs> and all of the male bees have, have a buzz, buzz cut. cut. <laughs> that's a, that's a good pun. I like that. Yeah. And, but also they don't ever mention it, uh, by name. Like, I don't think it's mm-hmm. just something you would have to pick up on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can talk a little bit about character design now. Mm-hmm. So the anatomy of the bees is not right. So they do have four wings. That is accurate. But every insect in this movie is drawn with four limbs. They have two arms and two legs. And I thought, uh, that's just They're insects. You learned that in elementary school. You don't even need to Google that. They all have six legs. But I think it's... Ding, 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 ding. I'm the CinemaSins guy. Ding, 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 ding. So a couple other things from this scene where we're meeting the pollen jocks. Um... So the bees can tell time. Mm-hmm. That is actually accurate. They use the sun to tell distance, and they're going to go out in the middle of the day. Yep. Um, okay, and then one of the bees mentions, like, oh, Barry, you can't come because we're going to fly out six miles to get some some of that sweet, sweet nectar. <laughs> um, I looked this up. So two miles radius is, like, the limitation of a flight range for foraging for the average honeybee. But there are some, like, rare records of a six-mile flight. Maybe. I don't have a huge issue with this one. Like, yeah. I, I probably would have just made up a distance, too. Yeah. But. And maybe that. Uh, you know, it is, an, it is an inaccuracy there. Maybe that six miles was, like, they had to go that far to find any kind of, like, nutrients 
for the hive kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also they do kind of stress that bees prioritize the hive over the individual bee lives, which is accurate because Mm -hmm. it's a eusocial society. Yep. Okay. So at this point, Barry really wants to go outside of the hive. So he follows the pollen jocks. They're basically like trying to like mess with him. him. Yeah, they're messing with him. Mm -hmm. But he ends out out of the hive. A couple of accurate things. The bees can't fly in rain. That's true. They use their antenna for communication. They use it like a radio in the movie. Yeah, but I, I think that's a creative way of demonstrating that concept. Yeah. They also like the humming behavior of the wings mm-hmm. before they take off. That is pretty accurate. Um, mm-hmm. Humming is like a, a display of aggression. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So there are some uh, inaccuracies when Barry first goes out of the hive. The bees start flying above the city way too high. That is not like a normal, I'll say, flight height for bees. Yeah. It's just too high. And then worker bees also do not fly out in groups. Like in the movie, I think they fly out in like all of them go out together. Yeah. Yeah, In like a military formation kind of thing. And they have a bird like flight pattern that's not accurate. They're not going to fly in like the triangle like a bird. Yeah, no. They did get a couple things right, though. Mm-hmm. They do portray them having kind of like headsets where they see the flowers. Um, and bees actually are able to use some UV vision mm-hmm. to see the flowers, basically, yeah. to, to find sources of food. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also do navigate based on the angle of the sun. They mentioned something about like the angle. Yeah, which is... Uh, very accurate to real-life honeybees. Mm-hmm. They do also show the bees engaging in acts of pollination, mm-hmm. but um, they show them, like, deliberately picking it up and sprinkling it. It's not a deliberate act. It's just something that happens. Um, they could have shown uh, one of the bees just, like, face-planting into a flower, then getting back up and face-planting into the next one. That's more accurate to how they actually do it rather than putting their little vacuums in it, like in the movie. One of the bees, like, mistakes a tennis ball for flowers. As someone who played tennis, that happens a lot. Yeah, so Barry gets stuck to the tennis ball, and this is actually another thing that I noticed was kind of accurate. Mm -hmm. So bees have, like, this... Thing called a tarsal claw at mm-hmm. the end of their legs and that definitely would stick to something fuzzy like the antenna like it's yeah. honestly like if you have a bee crawling around on you sometimes it's hard to like get them off of you because their tarsal claws kind of like stick yeah, i was gonna say they feel kind of uh sticky mm-hmm. okay so then he he flees the humans who are playing tennis the inaccuracies that i noted here are that bees don't cough and a bee could not survive being in a car engine no way. Because he is sucked into a car engine while he is fleeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets into a human car and the humans freak out. And then one of them is like, if you don't move, he won't sting you. Great advice. It should be she. But uh, yes, yeah. like if you are not displaying aggressive Gosh. action, a bee is very unlikely to sting you. I've been using this. It's not that they can't. So there's kind of like a misconception that they can't see you if you're still. No, they can still see you. They can still see you. They just won't view you as a threat. No. I've actually been using this around campus. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes bees just kind of, like, accidentally fly into you. And then I go, oh, sorry, and, like, step out of their way a little bit, and they just fly off. Like, mm-hmm. as long as you don't bother them, they don't really care. Yeah. So Barry is separated from the group, and he's caught in the rain, and he ends up in a human house. He's trying to get out of the house and he keeps bumping into the window, which is accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, bees do not understand windows. Yep. Uh, they are attracted to artificial lights. That's another thing that's accurate. Uh-huh. And here we meet Ken. The only normal person in this movie. Played by Patrick Warburton. And he is hilarious. He is hilarious. He's so funny. I did not remember him being funny because he's like an antagonistic figure in this film. Yeah. He's hilarious. Oh, my God. He's, like, showing his friends his new resume, and he puts, like, eating with chopsticks as one of his special (laughs) skills, and it folds out like a brochure, and he's all impressed with it. It's hilarious. It's so funny. That actor is so funny. 
he has a very iconic voice. I really mm-hmm. like his voice. Yeah, and his character on Seinfeld. Yeah, so he freaks out because he's allergic to bees. Mm-hmm. That is a thing. People are allergic to bee venom. Can be very allergic to bees. And then Barry is saved by a human lady. She uses the cup method for saving I wanna say Barry. Her, I want to say her name is Vanessa. Her name is Vanessa. Okay. He's saved by the human lady. Um, and he's like, oh, I want to I wanna talk to her. She saved my life. I got to say thank you. Mm-hmm. And this is um, where he is trying to come up with an opening line. And he does that. You like jazz? You like jazz? Um, okay. So he talks to the human lady. Finds out her name is Vanessa. Mm-hmm. He's got like a weird crush on her. Um, bees can't talk. Well, yeah. That, that, that's, that's a cheap shot. Like, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I know, but you know, I gotta say it. These can't talk. No, we know. Yep. He goes back to the hive, and he's lazy. And this is the scene that you are referencing. Is, yep, where he's in the pool and sinks to the bottom of the pool. And, and he has a weird fantasy about Vanessa. It's so, it's so weird. Her, her plane blows up in the pool. <laughs> and she, like, smacks a mosquito, and then they laugh about it. They laugh it. about like, it? <laughs> The you coming? I hate it. And then sends a shiver down my spine. I can say from personal experience, because I have harvested honey before, Mm -hmm. that bees would drown if they tried to swim in honey, and they do. I feel like I've seen pictures of them. Yeah, like when I harvested honey, um, if a bee fell into the honey that I was collecting, Mm -hmm. I would scoop it out and crush it. Because, like, that's a terrible way to die, like, drowning in honey. Wait, why would you crush it then? Well, because I didn't want it to suffer. It was going to die because it would already have the... Oh, like it was already... I Okay, I thought you meant if... I thought maybe if you fished it out in time, it could still live. No, No. if it it gets honey all over its wings and its body, it's not going to be able to do anything. Like it's not going to be able to... It can't clean itself up or anything. It can try, but it won't succeed. Oh, okay. So I, if I found one that was, like, drowning, I would pull it out and I would mercy kill it. Yeah. Just because okay. I, I felt sorry for the bees. No, and that's... Speaking of feeling sorry for the bees, I found some... I found a bumblebee, a, a male bumblebee on the sidewalk. Oh, thank God I saw somebody stepped on a queen bumblebee the other <gasps> day, and I was so mad. I was like, what, the, what are you doing? Wait, on purpose? I like, don't know. I found, like, a crumb. You found the it, it body? Dead. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't see. But, like, oh, my God. Guys, like, watch where you're going. Right now is bumblebee queen season. If you see a big, fat bumblebee, leave, leave her alone. Like, she is starting the next, like, generation. Yes. We will not have bumblebees later in the season if you are killing the bumblebee queen. So just, like, yeah. be mindful of your surroundings and leave the bees and alone, like, please. Why would you step on a be. Like unless you ab- unless you absolutely had to. Like yeah. if oh, it was in God. if it was in your house and was trying to sting you, like something like or that. If you're in the lab and it gets out, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. But the bee I saw, it was so sad. Like he was alive, but he could only and I do say he, he had a mustache. Okay. I am using the correct pronouns for yes. once. But he couldn't he could only move, like, his front two legs and, like, couldn't really fly. And I felt so bad for him. So I went and took him and put him in a flower bed. Like, he couldn't even hold on to a flower. And, like, I just put him in the, like, mulch on the ground. And I just felt really bad for him because, you know, he's probably going to die. Yeah, at that point, I probably would have done the mercy kill. Just because, like, like we have... I just don't have the heart for it. Yeah, it's, like, controversial in terms of, like, whether insects can feel pain. But, like, there's good evidence that they do respond to stimuli in a way that resembles pain. Like, a pain response. So, yeah. like, I don't want bees to suffer. We don't want any no. kind of organism to suffer unnecessarily. So if I find, like, a bee that I can tell is dying, like, not just taking a break, like, yeah. if it is missing limbs and it is, like, or struggling. move. Like, I yeah. couldn't tell. Like, I give you permission to step on those yeah. bees. I couldn't tell exactly what was wrong with it, but it couldn't move really at all. Like, it couldn't fly. It was just um, laying on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's why. Bummer. Yeah. But it actually responded to me petting it. Oh. Which is weird because, well, like, okay, normally they do, but not in a positive way. <laughs> it seemed to calm him down a little bit. Okay. But, yeah, sad bee tangent. 
All right. Barry keeps going back to visit Vanessa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he mentions, like, oh, flying everywhere would be exhausting. Do you run in- everywhere? That's true. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Flying everywhere would be exhausting. He does mention that, um, like, a neighboring hive, like, went down because everybody got hivo. Hivo is not a thing. I looked it up. Like, that's not a bee disease. And there's, like, there are a lot of honeybee diseases. Um, he also mentions that stinging is fatal. This is true for honeybees mm-hmm. um, because of the barbed stinger. Yep. Not true for bumblebees. Not true for carpenter bees, etc. So Barry finds out that honey is in supermarkets and goes to investigate. Like, he's horrified that all this honey has been stolen. Mm-hmm. So bees actually make much more honey than they need at any given point in time. So, you know, the bees are not going to be destitute if somebody takes their honey. Okay. If, uh, yeah, you don't need to feel bad if you eat honey. Um, That's good because I put it in my coffee. I put it in my tea. Mm. He flies after... Oh, wait, is this before or after he, like, sword fights with a stinger? After. Because the guy says, honey farms, it's going oh, to yes, honey yes, farms, yes. Okay. and then he flies out. Yeah, all right, so after that, he, um, that scene was kind of funny. Um, no, it was funny. <laughs> he sort, yeah, he He's, flies after the, the honey delivery truck, and um, he gets stuck to a car window. Accurate. And so he gets caught on... On the car, and he meets other insects that are stuck to the window. Mm-hmm. And there's one that actually is dead. Like, they're all <laughs> dead. And then they're like, oh, yeah, that one actually that is actually dead. dead. I was like, oh, my God. That's, <laughs> That's kind of funny, though. Like, again, not funny for children, but funny he for eats, us. He eats, or no, excuse me. Mm-hmm. He meets a male mosquito. A male mosquito. I don't know anything about mosquitoes. Who makes a bunch of jokes about drinking blood. Male mosquitoes don't drink blood. Females do. This is a like it. Ah, so I know it's not that deep, but I feel like this is so deeply sexist. Like the assumption that like all of the insects that do anything are male. So, like in the summertime when you get bitten by a mosquito, it's always a female, a female, and they only take a blood meal before they lay their eggs. Oh yeah. Now I feel kind of bad about smacking them every chance I get. No, it's it's okay. Like smack mosquitoes. Like they they, they, they are cause all kinds of diseases. Mm-hmm. Mosquitoes are solitary. That's something that's mentioned. Mm-hmm. That is accurate. Even though it should not be a male mosquito. If he were out and about, it would be looking for someone to mate with, not looking for a blood meal. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he does eventually leave to follow a uh, a, blood a blood bank, bank truck. truck. It's it's which is a little bit funny. I was like, gonna say that's funny because should he, have been female. Like I don't see why they couldn't have had like a female comedian do this. I don't you're know. Not wrong. Isn't is Tina Fey a female comedian? Yeah, okay. that would have been Tina Fey era. So yeah, but you know, pre bridesmaids. So I guess they were like, oh, women aren't funny. <laughs> Whatever. Well, haven't you heard? Women aren't funny. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, all of the. All of the insects have four limbs on the car. That's when I was, like, comparing them. I was like, okay, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Ah! We should have just paused it and, like, done a diagram and then circled all the ones that have four, and none of them are correct. Yeah, none of them. Okay, so then he gets to the uh, he gets to the honey farm, and he sees them being smoked in, mm-hmm. like, kind of disturbing imagery for kids, I guess. Yeah, like, it's a little, like, the bees get... Uh, hit with the smoke and they like immediately fall over and, and start gasping. Yeah. yeah, it's not like that. And and he says something about like nicotine. Like smokers it's, don't hurt bees. It's no. literally like smoke from they'll inside of a smoker is like they'll put like straw and they'll like light that and it's yeah. literally just it's carbon dioxide. So in a lab setting, a lot of times we'll have a tank full of carbon dioxide that we directly use to anesthetize bees. So it, it puts them to sleep. Yeah. It does not cause long-term health effects that we're aware of beyond, like, very, very minor. So, and it's also it also doesn't last long. Mm-hmm. So they mentioned that the queen moved to the honey farm. That's accurate. Like, if they move the queen, then the rest will follow. Yeah. And the beekeepers do collect honey by moving frames. That's accurate. This is where they have the drag queen remark. Oh, yeah, the drag queen reference that it's like, didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your queen isn't, isn't even a... Um, 
like that's lady. Not a, yeah, like that's a that's he's not just a like, queen. He's a drag queen. Yeah, not that's my Jerry Seinfeld. I can't do it. Very that sounds well. more like Mickey Mouse. He does kind of sound like Mickey Mouse to me. So he tries to tell the other bees about what's going on with the honey harvesting, and nobody believes him. So he decides to sue the human race. So there's a bunch of stupid bee people references. Um, he goes on Bee Larry King, and he mentions... That's really funny. He says something about Bee Jesus, um, I, which is a little funny. Yeah, I like the silly pop culture <laughs> references. Okay, so this is around the point where Faith and I... Like, Switch. Yeah, I handed her my iPad, and she started taking the notes. Here, do you and want me to take over? Not necessarily. Yeah. I'm just. I just want to remark that we had a different color for like things that were accurate and things that are that oh, were inaccurate. Did I mess it up? And you put in like the accurate color. That the boyfriend is funny. Okay, but it is accurate. <laughs> it is the boyfriend accurate. is funny. It's funny. So you can kind of take the lead from here on a little bit, um, and I will just interject when I have things to add. So at one point he tries to pollinate a fake flower, which I don't think would happen because bees like can smell the flower and tell like if there's no flower smell, I don't think they would go over to the flower. Basically is what I'm trying to say. You know, I'm actually not sure. Oh. Cuz I know a lot of times in in like mating studies, mm-hmm. we use like a like a dead bee as, <gasps> as like a control. No. Like a decoy. Ew. But you know what? That would still smell like a bee. Yeah, just like a dead bee. Yeah, you know what? I think I agree. They probably wouldn't try to pollinate a fake flower. Okay. So then once Barry decides to sue the human race, we have the iconic court scene and proceedings, which are just hilarious. One thing I like. Uh, Legal Eagle gave it an F for uh, legal realism. Oh, it's not realistic at all. <laughs> but if, if you want to run down of the court scene for legal accuracy, there's the Legal Eagle uh, YouTube channel. I enjoy it, but um, <laughs> my boyfriend thinks he's cringe. So I think it's funny. I think it's funny, too. They're One, like, oh, we're going to find out if bees can really talk. And, if, yep, yep. and, like, everything takes a beat to, like, lean in. Like, everyone in the court gasps. And, like, I think they show the helicopters, like... The news helicopter's leaning in, and he just goes, (laughs) and that is exactly what Jerry Seinfeld sounds like when he's, (laughs) and he's like, oh no, your honor, we're ready to proceed. And I just found that very funny. Uh, Something else that's, I wrote it in green, so it's accurate, the lawyer. Just the lawyer that's defending the the lawyer, the honey companies. I like John Goodman too. I think he's funny. They talk about, like, why is the bear um, for the honey bottle instead of a bee? I've always wondered that since I was a kid, and I would ask my dad in the grocery store, and he would be like, I don't know, and then put the honey in the cart anyway. Um, and and it's because uh, bears, like, famously will, like, break uh, honey. beehives with, yeah. their, with their paws to try and get the honey. Yeah, no wonder in this movie they treat them as a menace. Yeah. But they, okay, they actually But the bear, the bear was, was nice. on their side. Yeah, yeah, he helped them out in the courtroom. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, and then he has the guy, Ray Liotta. Oh, yeah, um, the Goodfellas coming, reference. Because in this movie, he's like the face of like a honey company. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's not a good fella. He's a bad, bad fella. fella. <laughs> That's also a joke that kids wouldn't get. And then <laughs> I haven't seen the movie. I I've just never got, seen it I was either. like, oh, I get it because he was in that movie. I think you had to explain it to me when that came up, actually. Like, well, and my, it's and my boyfriend had to tell me that he was. I was like, who even is that guy? And <laughs> he was like, oh, he was in Goodfellas. And I'm like, all right. And then and then they had that line. Okay. Okay. And then. Um, there's a little break from the court scene where Barry, Vanessa, and the boyfriend, Ken, are back at this place, back at Vanessa's place hanging out, and this is where she says, I'm helping him sue the human race, and And he goes, what? Yeah, he looks at her like he's crazy, because, you know, she is. Yeah, you know the, the, um, the Barbie posters where it's like, she's everything, he's just Ken. It's the reverse for this movie. Yes, he's everything. Ken is everything. Not just Ken. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Barry, Barry says, says oh, I gotta go drain the stinger. Yeah, bees do not pee out of their stinger. <laughs> yes, uh, stingers are a modified ovipositor, not a modified urethra. Well, and males don't even have them to begin with. Correct. So the only thing, or I guess only a female bee would quote-unquote drain the stinger, but that's not even what the stinger is used for. 
Yeah, I am totally blanking on the technical term, but it's similar to a cloaca where they have one hole that everything comes out of. Yeah, no, it's a cloaca. This is when Ken attacks Barry in the bathroom with a copy of Italian Vogue. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, 70 pages. <laughs> yes. And aerosol, um, like bathroom spray. And Barry goes, oh, I love the smell of flowers. Bees do not like aerosol smells or just being sprayed with things in general. Mm-hmm. He would get mad, like very mad. Yeah, he tries to, like, flush him down the toilet, and then and he he's, rides like... And he rides a nail file like a surfboard. Yeah, uh, he's rescued by Vanessa, and... She throws him out. She throws out Ken. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Ken's a king. Bring Ken back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just have written in here, why does she act like she's right? She's so weird. Oh, this is when she says, he's the best bee I've met in a long time. And there are other, other bugs in your yeah. life, <laughs> which he's funny. Only reasonable reaction to that. <laughs> At some point they mention using, oh, the lawyer says, okay, so the lawyer is planning a fiasco in the courtroom basically to get one of the bees to sting him. And he says to one of the other members of the council, oh, do you have the tweezers? Yeah, do you- not use tweezers to remove a stinger. Yep, it'll squeeze out more venom. Use a credit card. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the infamous scene where, uh, can I do it? Do it. Go okay. Ahead. <laughs> where the lawyer is questioning Barry and he says, what exactly is your relationship to that woman? I love the way he says woman. A woman. It's, <laughs> it's so Southern. And then, and then he's like asking, he, he goes, are you her little <laughs> bed bug? <laughs> it's so, so good. True. This is so. This is so funny for us, but like for a kid, I would hope a child wouldn't understand what that means. <laughs> kind of like defaming bees. Yeah. He basically says like those aren't even your real parents, which yeah. is true. The Wait. queen does have all the kids. That is true. And then, and then, Barry's friend. What is his name? Adam. Right? Is that Adam? That sounds right. Yeah. He is voiced by Ferris Bueller. No kidding. We had the same conversation when we were watching it. Oh, man. I just have a bad memory then because I love Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. He's so cute. Yeah. So he is, like, so enraged by this line of questioning, which, like, why is nobody objecting? Yeah, seriously. Um, and he goes and stings the lawyer in the butt. And the, his, like, reaction is hilarious. Oh, I'm wounded. I feel the venom coursing through my veins. I think he says coursing through his buttocks or something. Oh, even worse. Um, yeah. Well, the bee that stung him is so dead. Yeah, there's no coming back from having your inter- internal organs removed. Ripped out, yeah. Yeah, because that's what happens when a bee, a honeybee, stings you. Yeah, and they hook him up to a um, to a honey ivy. Yeah. Um, and he uses it like a morphine drip, which is also <laughs> kind of inappropriate. Well, and again, a child would not understand that. Barry has an idea for how he's going to save the case. Mm -hmm. And he tells Adam to stall. And so he has the court make like a paper boat. Mm -hmm. And then... And now you're ready for the tub. And now you're ready for the tub. And at this point, Barry and Vanessa come back with one of the bee smokers that was used um, on the honeybees. The smoking gun. The smoking gun. That's kind of clever. Very clever. (laughs) And the, the lawyer's like, it's just smoke. It doesn't hurt anybody. And, and the then he and then he faint. sprays the bees. Yeah, they all faint. But like he's right. It it's smoke. literally just smoke. There's no reason for them to react like that. But they win the court case and they remove all of the honey from the stores in a scene that I always found very upsetting as a kid. I found it funny. No, I thought it was funny. When I was a kid, I was so upset by the scene because they like arrest an old lady and they tranquilize Winnie the Pooh. And I thought he just, I thought they straight up shot him. I didn't understand that that was a tranquilizer dart. I, I, found, I found that scene so, <laughs> I found that montage so upsetting as a kid. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then at one point they mentioned that bees have been making honey for 27 million years, which is wrong. Yeah. Um, bees, or their precursors at least, that started making honey evolved in the Cretaceous period between 80 and 150 million years ago, so they're way older than the movie would have you believe. 
And then bees would still live in a hive if they didn't make honey anymore, just because I don't remember why I wrote this down, but I think maybe the They're just still like, lounging around. Yeah, but like they would still live in their hive. Like I think at some point they mentioned them moving or something. Oh, yeah, he's like, where is everybody? And he's like, they all left. Yeah, no, they would still live in the hive. They're very social insects. Like, I don't think they would leave the hive for any reason, especially, well, not for, not, not, not for any reason, but they wouldn't just arbitrarily leave the hive and not come back. Right. Basically. And then. They would not abandon the hive unless it was damaged beyond repair. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. They also mention like, oh, there, it's more than three cups. Like, it's overflowing. Um, three cups in a hive at a given time is not a real number. It's actually more like uh, 25 to 60 pounds made per hive in a season. Pounds? Yeah. In How? a given season, like over the course of a season. Oh, I was like, I don't think beehives are that big. I mean, they use, they don't use all of it. Like, yeah. you can harvest about that much from a hive in oh, a season. Okay. Yeah. And then um, since all the bees stop working and pollinating, all the flowers start to die. They show this dramatic stretch of Central Park. Yes, this movie does take place in New York. And that is accurate that the flowers would start to die if suddenly the bees stopped pollinating, which is correct. But there would still be some pollination because of other pollinators like certain types of flies and butterflies native bees native do bees. actually way more pollination than honeybees mm-hmm. so all would not be lost if we i mean it would be bad if we lost all the honeybees but but there would know, still there's be, other pollinators there would still be some pollination and also they kind of have the mechanism of how pollination actually works wrong yeah. so if Pollination stopped. Like, the plants that are already here would, would not still die. Yeah. They'd still be here. They just wouldn't be able to produce more seeds. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't be able to produce fruit. Yeah. So, all fruits and vegetables would... Um, the original plants wouldn't die, but you wouldn't be able to make any more. And I don't think they'd produce fruit and Right. Vegetables. So, all of the wilting trees, like, that's not true. But, like... Suppose you had, like, an orange tree. Like, the orange blossoms would fall off and you just wouldn't have any oranges. Yeah. And then this is when everyone starts to get mad at Barry for stopping the bees from making honey. Specifically Vanessa, because she is, she's a florist. So she works with flowers, loves flowers. And she gets mad at him. And I wrote that as an inaccuracy. Why is she mad at him? She yeah, she did. She helped him do this. It was her idea, wasn't it? Or and no, it wasn't her idea. But she, like... Enabled him. Yes. Let him do it. She was very supportive. Like, But I do like that they emphasize that pollination is a big deal. Yeah, like, that's a good that's message, accurate. even though, like, the way that they presented it is very inaccurate. Mm-hmm. And then um, they hatch a plan to start saving all of, to save all of the flowers by going to, what is it called, the Tournament of Roses? Yes. In Florida and stealing the last bunch of live flowers and bringing them back to New York, which I don't think would work. But in this sequence, Barry flies um, as fast as a New York taxi uh, to catch up to Vanessa, which is not accurate. And it's like a it's like a rom com like third act. Like there was a misunderstanding, and then he chases her, and then yeah. they make up. Why is this a romantic comedy? It shouldn't be. It should not be. It's so weird. If all the flowers are already dead, like we said they were in uh, Central Park, I don't think repollinating would help. Like, if they're already, like, dead, wrinkling. Yeah, so... You could The flowers wouldn't necessarily fall off as quickly as theirs. So if there are still flowers... They could be pollinated, like okay. if they if they brought pollen from elsewhere. But then it's just in the shot they showed the flowers like withered, dead. Yeah, so like off. they basically like crop dust Central Park with pollen later on. Like, yeah. if there's no flowers to catch that pollen, that's not going to do anything. Yeah, no. Also, like they only have like one kind of flower that they take with them. Like it's mm-hmm. that would only that would only be able to pollinate that specific species of flower. Yes. So 
you might look at flowers and think that like they're interchangeable and like they're basically all the same Mm -hmm. but if you think of it from like an animal perspective and I'm sorry this is a little bit gross but like it's similar to the logic of thinking that you could use cat sperm to impregnate a cow I'm sorry, I said it was gross. I know. But that's I, that's the same no, function. No, that's correct. And you know yeah. what? That's the first time someone has explained it to me in a way that I actually understand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different species. So it trying to pollinate... It doesn't work. Yeah, it would not work. Or you... Or if it did, they they would have to be closely related. They have to be extremely closely related, and, and that's get, just that's just simply not how evolution works either. It's yeah, not that fast. And you'd get some weird get some weird flowers mm-hmm. anyway so yeah, yeah. I, again i apologize that is kind of a graphic image but like that is you're right though yeah that's yeah. what it would be like so um once they're on the plane uh back to new york with the flowers from florida somehow barry knocks out the pilot and the co-pilot and is trying to fly the plane and a bee could not fly a plane. The flight pattern is very different. Um, bees fly very uh, kind of sporadically. Like they dart here and there. And mm-hmm. that would not be safe to do on an aircraft with people on it. So, and then again, they say, oh, bees shouldn't be able to fly, which is just not true. No. And then... You know, but they do have the bees all work together, which mm-hmm. although not in this particular way it does kind of demonstrate that they are social insects so that's kind of a nod to something that is accurate Mm -hmm. everyone from barry's hive meets barry at the airport to like dramatically save the plane and like bring it down so that they can pollinate the flowers and the bees fly up into the sky for the plane to like catch the plane i say in air quotes and they literally like form a layer underneath the plane yeah. and like hold it up. No. And no way those bees are that high up. They would fall asleep because of the cold. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to do something evil, you can put a bee in a freezer and it will fall asleep and not die. I don't think that's that evil. It just puts them to sleep. Well, I mean for like Okay, why would a normal person put a bee in you a freezer? You know what? Yeah, you're right. I to have to do sleep. I have to do that all the time for work. No, so maybe lab, I'm just no lab setting very different. Okay. But if you're a normal person, just putting a bee in the communal freezer uh, to make it go to sleep, I don't want to know what you're trying to do to that bee. Well, when I like collect bees in the field, I basically bring a lunchbox and an ice pack, and I put the bees in a vial, and then I set it on the ice pack, and that puts them to sleep. Yeah, but again, you're collecting yeah. specimens. <laughs> All right. And then, again, in that same thing, bees could not pick up a plane. Um, at this point, though... They are able to lift, like, more than their body weight. But... Not a plane. Not a plane. No. And then, They form mm-hmm. these, like, images on the ground to, like, help land. And while they don't make, like, the shape of flower, a flower by doing, like, a dance, it. I think this is a nod to the waggle dance, which is... Yeah, that's the way that bees shake their butts to show other bees what direction to find pollen. Or, excuse me, which direction to fly in relation to the sun in order to get nectar. And then uh, something I thought was funny, I guess, uh, the bee, no, the plane starts to fly like a bee at the end because it's being held up by all the bees. Mm -hmm. Um, For negative things, I wrote, the way Jerry Seinfeld talks... I don't know what... Oh, part- what do you mean you have an issue with how Jerry talks? They used in... then when they- At the end of the movie, once they save all the flowers and repollinate Central Park, they start to play Here Comes the Sun in the background, but they used a really bad cover. Yeah, it sounds really bad. Just pay for the royalties to use the Beatles version. That's the only good version of Here Comes the Sun. I mean, you know this movie made its budget back. Like, Yeah, for sure. We're still watching it. And then some. And then uh, the last thing I have is those flowers um, aren't getting revived. Oh, that's not the last thing we have. Yeah. Oh, right. my bad. Right. <laughs> um, so the way they show the flowers getting revived is basically that the minute the pollen gets on them, they shoot back up and regain their color, and that's just not how it works. The flowers would stop producing seed. There wouldn't be new flowers to 
turn into fruits yeah, and veggies yeah, like when they die. Yep. Mm-hmm. The Barry, lawyer joke. Barry yeah. does find his calling. He becomes mm-hmm. a lawyer um, and sets up shop next to uh, Vanessa's flower shop. Yep. And I, I was a little unnerved by this part. I did not remember this, but like there's a cow that comes and is as like I'm being exploited. Yeah. I was like, this makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't, and then um, the best. Not the best part of the movie, but the last part is the mosquito that Barry meets uh, towards the beginning of the movie comes back in and says, oh, I became a lawyer. I was already a blood-sucking parasite. And who doesn't love a good lawyer joke? My dad finds those very offensive. But... Is your dad a lawyer? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I did think it was funny, though. It's funny. Sorry, dad. <laughs> lawyer jokes are funny. Okay. Not you, though. Not you, Not though. You though. <laughs> okay. And now I believe that's all we have for you guys. And we've got we've talked for over an hour about this movie. This the is our longest episode <laughs> is about the B movie. <laughs> well, we don't want to keep you from the rest of your day any longer. It's almost as long as the actual movie. I know. <laughs> well, we had fun uh, revisiting the B movie, and we hope you had fun uh, listening to us summarize everything that they got right and wrong. Mm-hmm. So, in conclusion, Watch Jerry Seinfeld movie. must pay for his crimes. I think that's a good way to leave leave this. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Totally Buggin. You can support Totally Buggin by following us on your favorite podcast platform and sharing our episodes with your friends. We can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for updates, episode previews, and additional content. You can also message us on those sites to request episode topics. Our website is currently under construction, but it will be back up soon. Thank you.